right, as we're moving along and moving ahead in our New Testament challenge and coming to Acts chapter 14 today, I hope you're persevering and benefiting from this New Testament challenge. When we come to this chapter, uh, we're, we're still in the account of Paul's first missionary journey, where in this chapter he bears witness to Christ and endures hardship and persecution in the cities of, cities of Iconium and Lystra before returning to home base in Antioch of Syria where they began and today I just want to look at one overarching observation about this chapter so I'm not going to look at a lot of different things but just one overarching observation and that is two kinds of hardness against the gospel two kinds of hardness against the gospel it's really interesting uh, to note the different responses to their ministry that Paul and his companions received in these different cities. First of all, it's clear that in each place um, that they went, there were some, even many, who believed their message and uh, that they preached, and they were saved. See, for example, verse 2 and verses 21 and 22. So there were tremendous successes from this missionary journey. In fact, when they returned to Antioch in Syria, it says in verse 27, that they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door to, of faith to the Gentiles. So there were a lot, many who believed, but while there were many who believed and began following Christ, there were also many, uh, as many or more, who gave a very different response to the gospel that Paul preached. So let's think about those different responses. And like I said, I want to note broadly two different kinds of negative responses that Paul and his companions received. The first is the kind of response that he received in Lystra. What happened in Lystra? Well, you may recall uh, what we said about the role that signs and wonders uh, play in the book of Acts. You'll remember that we said often we see the same pattern. Miracles or signs and wonders, miracles are performed. Because an amazing thing happened, a crowd gathers, and then once the crowd gathers, because of the miracle or the sign and wonder, uh, the gospel is preached to that crowd. So the miracles serve the purpose of drawing a crowd and lending credibility and authority to their preaching. Well, while that pattern is pretty steady throughout, it doesn't always mean that the crowd responds to the gospel in the same way or even in the way, especially in the way that Paul desired. How... how how some responded to that uh, the gospel in Lystra is an example. Paul enters the town, and the first thing he does is heal a man uh, that we learned from verses 8 through 10 that had been crippled from birth and had never walked. Well, as you might imagine, uh, it got people's attention. And instead of causing them simply to listen to what Paul had to say, they began uh, praising Paul and Barnabas and calling them gods. They believed that they were greek gods who had come down to earth that barnabas was zeus and paul was hermes in verse 12 they say that well they even wanted to offer sacrifices to them in verse 13 and you recall that and we mentioned it then that something similar happened to herod back in chapter 12 and he died because he didn't reject their praise and give all glory to god well here in chapter 14 paul and barnabas immediately wail and lament that they are praising them instead of the Lord. And so they tell them that in verses 14 through 17. They call on them to repent and turn to Christ. But how did the people respond in Lystra? Verse 18 says, even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifices 
to them. Well, what does that teach us? It teaches us this, that some miss the message of the gospel because they are so enamored with the preacher. I mean, there are millions like this today. Um, and un unfortunately, many of the preachers in our day are also preaching destructively false doctrine to their thousands of enamored followers. Nevertheless, many miss the message of Christ and his salvation because they are so caught up in other meaningless things. Their eyes were so fixed on Paul that their ears were deaf to the name of Jesus that he was proclaiming. And it's frightening to consider how this may be playing out in our day. Many are involved in a particular church and are excited about it solely because of the quality of the music or how new the building is or how dynamic the preacher is. It draws a crowd, but they are there for things that have nothing to do with Jesus. This is just as heartbreaking to the preacher as the next kind of response we see that Paul received. So compared to the uh, heartbreaking yet relatively peaceful response that Paul received by those in Lystra, uh, consider the starkly different response that he received in both Iconium, in, uh, in Iconium and some in Lystra. When Paul preached in Iconium, um, many believe, verse 1, but in truth, according to verse 4, the people of the city were divided over what they preached. Those who didn't believe began to cause trouble for Paul and Barnabas and made plans to stone them to death. Verse 5, well, Paul and Barnabas caught wind of it and fled to the next town. They came to Lystra, and while some thought they were gods, as we mentioned, and wanted to offer sacrifice to them, we learned that Jews actually came over from Antioch of Pisidia and Iconium, where they had been previously, and stirred up the crowds there against Paul and Barnabas. Only this time, they actually did stone Paul and left him for dead in verse 19. This is an extreme example of the other kind of response to the message of the gospel. Some miss it because they are so enamored by lesser things. Others miss it because of their blind hatred of Jesus and anyone who follows him. In our day, obviously, we have this kind of response too. There are many who aren't simply opposed in their own heart and mind to Jesus, but feel compelled to be opposed in a hostile way. We better be ready for both kinds of responses if we want to be faithful to Jesus until he returns. Paul was, and, we, uh, and, and notice what we read twice in this chapter. After he was threatened with violence and had to flee to Iconium, it says in verse 7, he continued to preach the gospel. Also, um, after he was stoned and presumed dead in Lystra, it says he rose up and entered the city where they had just tried to kill him. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derby. Well, no matter the response, Paul's task was to keep preaching and keep preaching he did. And this is our task too. Uh, not just those who are ordained, but every follower of Jesus Christ. Those are some thoughts for today from Acts chapter 14.